Welcome to For the Love of Podcasts, the only podcast for, well, uh, the love of podcasts. We talk to podcast lovers, creators, editors, conceptors, believers, and maybe some haters. Why is the podcast here to stay? What's the latest podcast news? And what does the future hold for us? Join us in our love for podcasts. Let's level up your podcast knowledge with your hosts, Rebecca and Evo. Day number three. Good morning. Episode number three. Good morning. Welcome. Today we're going to uh, do uh, day number three of the Podcast Movement Conference here in Las Vegas. The third and the last, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. But not the last episode, but no, we'll no. come to that later. Yeah, it's not a full day because no. the day lasts till 12.45pm. Yeah, until um, lunch. Yeah, really looking forward to this day. I am as well. Uh, the very first one is um, at nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and it's about uh, surprise uh, video, but children's video with uh, Joanna. We already heard about Joanna, uh, but also two other panelists, uh, including someone from YouTube and itself. I've, I've got some bad news as well. Tell me. Yesterday, I announced that I was really looking forward to a session about sound design, using yeah, sound design. To, you really hyped us up. Yeah, to en- enrich your podcast. And this morning, I uh, looked at the app and I was like, "Where? where's my session? Where? Where's my the session? My day ends a lot just, sooner than <laughs> I thought. <laughs> so they skipped my session. Uh, um, and it was actually one of the, one of the not so many sessions about audio design yeah your thing yeah my thing um but that being said i'm looking forward to another session with uh, two podcast makers as well uh one the host of the podcast and the other one is uh the editor of the podcast so okay, that's that's my replacement so it's still a bit it. of your yeah your thing it is it is yeah um so let's dive into it day number three here we go Fifteen past ten a.m. in the morning. Uh, we just got back from a very interesting uh, session. It was the first session of the day, yeah. and it immediately um, gave us enough energy for the rest of the day. Yeah, I think this was one of the sessions in episode one. Uh, you asked me what do you uh, what are you looking for yeah. uh, in in, yeah. in this conference, and we were both mainly looking for energy and inspiration to keep on creating the podcast that we create, and this was. I think by far uh, the best example of a session that did that. Yeah, what was so interesting about it, um, first of all, uh, let us tell you the title of this session. It was called Screens Up, Bringing Children's Podcasts into Video. Several things that are uh, very interesting about this is uh, video, uh, again, but children's podcasts into video. It's a subject we've heard before, two days ago on the first day. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, Um, uh, uh, Joanna was part of the panel uh, back then, and um, this was kind of the same, but with other people also creating children's podcasts or um, examining the numbers and uh, what children are thinking about it, what parents are thinking about it. So it was all about the children, which was very nice because it gave us the idea that not everyone um, knows what to do yet, but uh, they do know they want to do something with it. Yeah. 
I, I think it was also um, a vulnerable session because yeah. everybody was telling that uh, we're trying things and we're sometimes succeeding, but sometimes we're not. Uh, there was one panelist from uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube Kids especially, and also he admitted like, yeah, we're, we're still figuring out how we need to uh, address those kids, how we need to implement podcasting into YouTube. So the vulnerability was something that I really appreciated. Yeah, they were very honest about it because uh, uh, that guy from YouTube, called Mac, um, I've typed along and he said, YouTube is the third largest podcast platform, but they didn't put any effort in it. Yeah. And they thought that, that can be right. Yeah. So that's why they are thinking about it more and more. Um, and that is because they also want it. Yeah. And they know it's, a, it's a, a platform that can help the podcast community grow, yeah. uh, especially for children. And the interesting thing about that is that the discoverability on YouTube is very, very high, uh, but also globally. So they said it's a very good way for, for instance, someone in India to listen to something from the US. While with podcast apps, um, you can't always reach it. So it's it's a very big audience and it's very, um, well, that's, that, that's something to strive for. Yeah, the thing that YouTube is uh, very known for is that when you watch a video and at the end of the video you get recommendations uh, and that's very unique because that that's something we don't know in the podcast world um, so you can use that uh, for your own benefits uh, if you put your podcast on on youtube and yes it requires some effort because you need to think about the image about the video that you create with that but looking at the example that tinkercast uh, that joanna told us about uh, it's relatively simple and it helps the children to keep focused on uh, the audio that's being played while watching a stupid stupid video <laughs> stupid in a good <laughs> was, way yeah well it was quite pretty how they made yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they also said and I do really understand that that kids don't see the difference between I, I mean they see there's a difference but they don't really care if it's a podcast or a video they or want content they want content they and want they to want be entertained a nice story yeah. and whether that story is just to listen to or whether that's a story uh, they see on YouTube, they don't really care. So what they are saying, be where they are, be where the audience is and just help them with it. Um, and since a lot of children are on YouTube, uh, why shouldn't you be there? Yeah, and, and I think that's true because uh, what we also see in the Netherlands is that uh, kids watch YouTube a lot. Uh, they told us in the session that uh, uh, parents are really waiting to give their kids uh, a phone because they don't want it. It it's feel, really feels like a next step. But in the meantime, kids have tablets, laptops, computers. So YouTube is everywhere and they grow up with YouTube. So if they are already there, why not grab them there and offer them the content that you want to offer? So you can offer your podcast, you can uh, distribute your podcast on YouTube because the kids are already there. Meet them where they are. About monetization, um, they talked about something that is very convenient uh, if you are a company that wants to put ads in a children's podcast because um, I don't really know why. We probably did that as well when we were little, but uh, kids want to see or listen to something over and over again because it's familiar, because they like it, because they know what jokes are coming and yeah. they find that very funny. So when you have a video on YouTube and uh, or a podcast and um, you as a company want to put ads in it, it's a very good deal 
because you put it in once yeah. and you get the attention of the people over and over, over and over again. So it will stick to their mind and they recognize the name and they recognize the product you're working with. So it's, it's actually quite a, a cheap way to um, get stuck <laughs> in a children's brain. Yeah. Uh, one of the other panelists was Sandon Totten. He's from Kids Podcast and he did a very large survey. Uh, and one of the results was that Kids Podcasting, listening to Kids Podcast is, uh, is a family business because they mostly listen with their parents. It's co-listening. They listen in the car, they listen at home on a speaker or they watch it via YouTube. And that's something that you can keep in mind as well. And that also um, brought up a new question with me. And I asked it to uh, Laura. Laura was the person that hosted this session because I was like, okay, if we create kids content, if we create kids podcast, um, does it need to be only entertainment? Does it need to be only entertaining? Or does there always need to be a underlying educational uh, part of it? Yeah, I think that by saying like there isn't, there needs to be an educational underlay, there already starts to become this pressure, I think, on creators. Innately, what I always say is that good kids' content is just naturally going to be educational in some way or another. That does not mean they need to be learning math or science or geography, like nothing very like so strictly academic, but there should always be a social, emotional learning element to anything that you're creating. And that's gonna come through just like story development if you're doing um, fictional content podcasts or non-fictional through discussions and you know teaching about the world and you know so there's always just a very natural like learning innately in kids podcasts I think that you kind of pigeonhole yourself when you only say that you are educational or say something like edutainment I think if you are an educational like podcast, then obviously promote it like that. That's great. But first and foremost, I think what kids want and what parents want is to know that it's entertaining. Because for the kid to buy in, it needs to be entertaining. They don't want to hear anything about how, and you'll learn. Don't tell them about that. Keep that undercover, right? Like put chocolate on that broccoli, right? So you want it to just be entertaining first and foremost, and then step back and say like, what what are they learning from this? Is it like relationships between peers or family? How to communicate, how to like get in touch with their feelings? Maybe they are learning about exploring the world, but it's like through this like fun, you know, aspect of like a narrative, right? So I think it's just gonna innately, it should always innately be in kids' work, but you don't need to be so blatant about it. Yeah. You already mentioned the word parents. Yeah. Uh, Co-listening is a hot topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because kids listen in the cars or at home on a speaker. Mm -hmm. um, is that something that you always need to keep in mind when you're producing the content that you need to entertain those parents as well a little bit? Uh, yes, I think so. I think so when you're looking at a specific age range, right? Like if you're looking from like zero to like about seven or eight, 100% because the parent is most likely going to be listening with them, right? And also we always like to say like having that listening experience together is so important to like create that bond and like create discussions around whatever they're listening to, right? And um, but I would say that you know, as you get a little bit older, you do want to have that older kid in mind. Like a tween or a teen might be like wanting something a little bit different than their parents want, right? So you do want 
that element of like humor kind of like you see in you know movies like Shrek and things like that where there's like a little bit of like a joke in there that might go over some kids heads it's adult humor but it goes over kids heads and it's still like very safe so that's what I would like suggest things like that for maybe older tween and teen content which I will say is also very much needed but I don't think we need to count out listening together at that age I just think we need to be honest about like at that age, you know, kids are wanting to explore media on their own as well. So I would say, yes, co-listening, like think about co-listening when it's the younger ages. And then also just have it in the back of your mind as you're creating for older. And is there a category in the kids content world that is really underexposed at this moment? Oh, gosh. I mean, yeah, Um, there's actually okay. So when you're talking about educational content, there's a ton of history stuff out there. There's um, a lot, a lot of science. Right. But we don't really find anything like math related. And I don't think that needs to be like, oh, we're going to teach you how to do math. I think it's like, you know, really applied mathematics has to do with like exploring the world. I would love to see more like that. I would love to see more exploring different cultures in like a very real way. I think there's some out there, but I think that there needs to be more. Um, A lot of like activity content I would love to see out there, like more content that you're able to interact with, right? Like maybe go do this activity or that activity and something that's accessible either in the home or like outside or with friends, something that's really interactive. I would like to see more of that, yeah. Let's create. Yeah, let's create, do it. That's what we're here for. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. We just finished our second session of the day. And the fun thing, this was uh, a bit more about editing and music, uh, much more than the sessions before. So this is definitely a question I have to ask you as an audio slash music nerd. Uh, what did you think? What are lessons that you've learned from this session? Um, well, first of all, title of this session was Seasons, Sound and Scripts. How to increase engagement and monetization of your non-fiction podcast with storytelling. But those are a lot of words. And in my opinion, it was more the story of two creators. Uh, yeah. On one side, it was uh, the podcast host who started just as an individual creating her own podcast, doing all the work. Uh, and then when her podcast got more serious and she wanted to bring it to the next level, uh, she started working with an editor and the editors, not just the editor, but also a music composer. And what I found really interesting and what what hit me the most was that he creates custom music for every episode of the podcast. And that's something that we not often do in the Netherlands. Right now there are more than 200 episodes of this podcast. I don't know if he's done them all, but it's quite a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think for all, because the first seasons, uh, she was just a standalone podcast maker. Um, But let's say for half of them. Uh, Still a lot. (laughs) Yeah, uh, 100 plus episodes where he creates music. And he he explained to us that... um, there's not music in the complete podcast, but it's uh, at the beginning, the intro, uh, mid-roll, at the end. Um, transition tracks, he called them? Yeah, transition tracks. I, I think he will use them to go from one subject to another. Um, this particular podcast was about uh, business, other entrepreneurs all over the world. So every time the host, it's a female, uh, she goes to another country. And the, the, the editor, the music composer, he looks up like, uh, for example, uh, she went to Poland 
virtually to interview an entrepreneur over there. Um, so he looked up, okay, what's the kind of music that they produce, that they make, that they listen to in Poland? Um, and he made some, some, some tracks his own uh, that they used in the podcast. So that's, I think that's very interesting uh, because it makes, your, uh, it makes your podcast really unique. And it doesn't happen a lot, does it? Uh, as far as I know, no, no, as far as I know, no. It's kind, um, of, kind of impressive Yeah, they're doing that much. Yeah, and it, it also made me wonder, okay, what's the reason to use custom-made music instead of all those big libraries that we use? Because we use Artlist, Epidemic Sound, and there are multiple of them. So I stepped towards him and I said, hey Clarence, <laughs> why do you use custom-made music? Well, it really was just, she asked me to, <laughs> right? So, like I did, I've, I've always done music. Music is, my, is my, my lifeline. But when she came to me and asked me about doing this, it opened my eyes to a new opportunity, a new path. I never knew about doing podcasts. Podcasts, music, for what, right? And now that's where it is. And I love channels like um, uh, Fuse and Vice, where they do this, the, the new style, where they do the choppy interviews with the music behind it. And I had been dreaming about doing that. I do music looking at Vice TV all the time, not knowing that one day I'd be doing, scoring something. So there it is, that's, that's what brought me to doing it. Just, I got the opportunity. And did you ever use um, um, uh, stock music? What was it? Did, did you ever use stock music stock from stock music? libraries? No. no, no, because I create my own. <laughs> Why? You know, and, and, and other things, the stock music libraries, no offense, it's kind of corny. Yeah. The music is it's whack. So, sorry, sorry stock music people. But it is what it is. And now I think people want to have that, that, that thing, that it, you know, they want to have that pizzazz. And that's what I bring, I bring the pizzazz. <laughs> It, it sounds like added sound effects, but it's uh, actually the surroundings we're driving through right now. It sounds it sounds a bit like the Netherlands. We just left Las Vegas. Um, the conference has ended, and we're now heading back to uh, Los Angeles. But it's really, really raining a lot. It's raining cats and dogs. And we're uh, driving through the desert. So when a you wet <laughs> yeah, it's a wet desert. When you think of a desert, you think of a lots of sun and dry, dry ground and sand and everything. Um, Not no, this is a bit different. Um, so we're three hours and twenty minutes away from Los Angeles, and we have a lot of time to think about the conference and the last couple of days. So we were thinking a little recap, maybe. Yeah. What did we think? What is, it's pretty hard to think of uh, during the rain, I must say. But uh, you must focus on the road as well. <laughs> on the road again. Um, I enjoyed myself during the conference. I was very happy with the last few sessions that we attended this morning. Um, mainly because of the fact that yesterday was a little bit disappointing. The energy wasn't good at all. Uh, the, 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 the different seminars weren't that good. So I was a, a bit disappointed. But today was a good day. Um, it was that good that when we left the hotel where the conference was held, I was like, ah, oh, it's a pity that it's over right now. Um, so my overall um, 
number, my overall feeling of the conference is, uh, uh, is good. I, I really enjoyed myself. You? Yeah, same. Uh, this morning was a very good um, ending of the conference because there was a lot of energy as well. Although there were uh, quite a few people. Um, I think yeah. first day there was the whole lot. Yeah. Uh, then second day half of it and then today again half of it. Yeah. Uh, don't know what the reason was but you know we were here and the people who were there were very um, dedicated. Yeah, the diehards. <laughs> but that having said, um, the sessions we did attend did really give us a lot of ideas and like positive mindset to go home to, to think about it more yeah. and more. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to get back in the studio with the team, updating them with all the knowledge that we, uh, that we got the last couple of days and creating some uh, new awesome po uh, podcast for uh, uh, the Netherlands uh, and for the Dutch market. What are first steps you want to take to go further from here? Yeah, my first actions. Um, well, already uh, a couple of months we have the idea of creating our own children's podcast, our own kids podcast. And after this conference I'm really convinced that it's a good idea and that we really need to do it. Um, so that's something that we absolutely need to do. And actually this morning we mapped out the story, kind of. So yeah, 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 yeah. next thing is just do it. <laughs> yeah, it's getting clearer and clearer and clearer, so that, that's very good. Um, also, I think we're um, very good at adding video to the podcast, but I really want to get it a brainstorm with the team uh, to get really creative on how we can uh, find new ways uh, of adding, adding video. Uh, so just not only put the cameras on it, that's one version, that's one idea. Um, oh, it's getting drier. Hey, Hi. Wow. <laughs> um, but also getting really creative in how we can use podcasts, how we can use the how we can use the, the platform YouTube to um, uh, distribute our podcast. Last but not least, I would like to thank you for the last couple of days that we went Aww. to Los Angeles and Las Vegas and attended the conference. Really enjoyed it um, and looking uh, forward to uh, the upcoming period. Well, thank you as well. And we're not going to we're not going to stop this podcast. No, it's not no. just three it's episodes. Just it's just the beginning. So uh, keep on listening because we will be back and we will be back next week already with a new episode. So for now, thanks a lot. And to the listeners, thanks for listening. And uh, we hope uh, to hear you back in the next episode of For the Love of Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of For the Love of Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you won't miss any future episodes. More information about this podcast, or do you have any questions? Please go to our Instagram channel at Podworks with a Z and send us a DM. We'd love to get in touch with you. Thanks for listening and till next time.